feminists, this is Helen Awardia and Matilda Mallinson and we're the hosts of Media Storm and we're so happy to bring you another episode of This Is How You Do It. are really excited to announce today's guest. They are the founders of Come Curious, a space where being open and talking about sex is the name of the game. And they are the hosts of Fucks Given, the podcast where they speak about sex, relationships and body positivity with no filter, no censor and well, no fucks given. Reed Amber and Florence Park, welcome to the show. It's so good to see you here. Maybe we should do that one at a time so people can distinguish your voice. Oh, we definitely smart. should. We have to do oh. like a little like say each other's name at yeah. the beginning of our podcast. Uh-huh. We're like, oh, hi, intro. Reed. Hi, Florence. <laughs> but then that could also confuse people. So I, I'm Florence. Florence. Yeah, and I'm, I'm Reed. We often use this recording of this is how you do it as an excuse to eat and drink whatever we want. Yay. So um, we have here a lovely chocolate cake. Wow. The reason being that it's kind of our birthday. Kind of. <gasps> Wait, what? It's about a year ago that we came up with the idea. <gasps> we just oh, oh my goodness! Yeah. Why are there no candles on this? I just shove my lighter in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> Should I just spit all over the cake? I don't know. Well, congratulations. Thanks. Happy birthday. Thank you. Uh, um, would anybody like some cake? I would like a little sliver, yes. Sliver? Sliver. sliver. Is it a sliver or a slither? Sliver. Oh. Oh, that's a very little sliver. But like, I'm talking, when are you talking about cake? A sliver of cake. Yeah, no, it's a sliver. A sliver, okay. Right. Is that too little? Wait, that's a, fine, that's beautiful. beautiful. It's just basically like a, a, a very thin slice. But a sliver Wait, with a V. Is that even Wait, a what? word? A sliver, let's have a look. I don't what you, what are you talking about? You know the phrase, like, I'll have a sliver of cake? No, it is! Suck my dick, everybody! What? It's a sliver! No, what? So, sliver is a thin, sharp piece, usually broken <gasps> off something larger. So it is actually with a V? Yeah, it says, you do not say slither. If you only want a little bit, ask for a sliver. Wow, this is, wow. This is already a groundbreaking episode. Uh, Florence, would you like a sliver? I'm going to politely decline a sliver of cake <laughs> because I am on a strict no sugar diet and for... Why is that? My vaginal health. Oh, yay. Not for like any diets or anything like that. It's literally just because I suffer with chronic BV. BV. And I've been... Yeah. Bacterial vaginosis, oh. you know, when your which badge is like the like, smelly badge yeah, symptom. I've had had it loads, but Florence yeah, mine started at like the start of the pandemic, and then yeah. it kind of just didn't really go away. It went like it was. This is a really horrible conversation to have after <laughs> thinking <laughs> yeah, about eating cake. Eat cake. <laughs> I'm so sorry. But I've been talking to the yoni nutritionist. Oh yeah, and figuring out all the things that I can't eat, and sugar's one of the biggest culprits in like any vaginal. Uh, infection like yeah, BB or thrush. Thrush, like I'm the thrush queen. I get thrush all the time, <laughs> yeah. all the time. <laughs> all hail. Um, and also uh, UTIs. It's like sugar is basically just like our vaginas are just not okay oh, with it. No. It's not always down to the sugar, but sugar can feed it's, it's, the bacteria. It's one of the biggest, I think, in the diet yeah. space. You know yeah, what? I'm sure. inclined to blame the patriarchy again. I'm not sure <laughs> Let's why. Let's go back to <laughs> patriarchy. I'm stuffing my face with cake as we have this conversation. already enjoyed how openly we have been talking <laughs> mm-hmm, because no, yeah. you don't get that on every podcast and 
to be honest, like we wanted you on This Is How You Do It because Come Curious, it, it shares the same mission as Media Storm in terms of not wanting to be around the bush and wanting to speak openly and honestly and factually to our listeners. Mm. And that is what Come Curious does. But just tell us what it is for listeners who might not know. Come Curious started out as a YouTube channel. We met on a porn set. We did. And we were obsessed with talking about sex, basically. And we spoke about everything from nipple hairs, discharge, kinks that we had, how to masturbation. Get how to fuck properly, how to take dick sizes. You know, we did everything. We covered everything. Yeah. Anything that we felt embarrassed or uncomfortable to talk about, we tried really hard to make it into a thing and talk about it more and help mm. other people. Because if we have those same hangups and embarrassments and shames, then so many other people will as well. Yeah, because we made each other feel so much more comfortable and confident with our bodies yeah. from just like having the conversations openly. There's always something to talk about. And we were really lucky enough to create our podcast, Fucks Given, which almost it, it's, it was an extension of the YouTube channel. The YouTube channel was great and had a big audience, but I think it was podcasts, maybe the fact that we weren't being physically watched, that people could listen to it anonymously in their mm. ears on their commutes, and that just exploded. Um, and and we the fact like, that we were talking to other people as yes, well, and I think that just opened up on. the conversation even more because they were like, okay, it's not just these two girls that like talking about sex. Every single person that they get on the podcast is also up Love for having the conversation. Yeah. Absolutely. It's so true that if you enjoy having these conversations, Probably other people will too. Almost everyone does it in, mm. in the world. You yeah. know, it's why we're here. Everything so revolves around sex or yeah. not having sex. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's sex is everything. It's like power and, and wealth and attractiveness and the mm. whole world is, does revolve, our lives revolve around sex. Mm. We're so obsessed with the idea of, of getting a partner and having somebody and getting married. And that's all down to sex. Even if you're asexual, there is still a part of you that will be thinking about sex. Mm. Yeah. I do have a question though. Do you ever feel like scared or anxious to be speaking so openly about sex? And I, I wonder if I'm asking this question because I come from a South Asian background mm. where literally it is never spoken about. It's so swept under the rug, but I don't know, do, do you or did you ever, when you first started out, feel or have this anxiety about talking about it so openly? Mm. We were talking about this the other day. Like when we started talking about it, everyone that was blogging about sex on the internet was always doing it anonymously. Yeah. And we we really felt like this is a subject that you need to put your face to because otherwise like people aren't going to engage with it in the same way because they're going to be like, well, if that person's anonymous and they're talking about sex, then that means that it's still kind of, there's a shame there. It and reinforces scared. the yeah. stigma. Exactly. But of course there, there have been moments through both mine and Florence's lives where anxiety has come and there are moments where we're like, oh, should we talk about that? What can we talk about? Yeah. Especially when it comes to partners and what they're mm -hmm. comfortable talking about. Um, there are elements in like in my personal life like my fetishes that I I love I really struggled talking about that but that mm. was like more internalized shame does talking about it actually help you overcome that internalized shame absolutely Definitely. I mean that's why therapy works so well yeah like basically we we were just selfish and we just created our own little therapy <laughs> skills so I think it was always like a little bit hard putting our faces out there and our voices out there when it comes to sex but we always had a kind of like greater vision we always knew it was for a good purpose and I think the more that we did it, the more comfortable yeah. and relaxed that we 
did get with it. I definitely had times where my dad was like, this is going to destroy your future. Like you're never going to be able to do this kind of job or this kind of job because you've been out here talking about sex. You've got OnlyFans. Oh my God. Like God forbid those images get out in the future. Yeah. And it's also like, well, maybe that was never our career path. Maybe we just never wanted to have a corporate job where we were in an environment Mm -hmm. where they weren't accepting of this. It was the same with me doing sex work. Mm -hmm. Um, I think my mum was also just like, oh, be careful don't don't put nudes online don't do Mm. porn and I was just like this is me this is who I am it's society that doesn't that isn't okay with it and that is making me feel shitty it's like but that's like my true self Mm. when I think about it when you when you ask yourself where does the anxiety and the fear come from and if it's somebody else if it's somebody else then it's like that's on them it's not on you you should be doing you um but it's yeah it's been a, a bit of a roller coaster of like poking in the dark and being like is this going to get back to a family member? It always comes down to family. It's it not always even does, really friends. It? Yeah. Friends, or you think about like, oh, my old schoolmates who are horrible to me or like the school bullies, if they hear that, that doesn't really make a difference. It's always down to family. Yeah, which is actually such an interesting question. Why does family come with those added layers of shame around sex? It's almost like if we talk about sex with our family, that means we're into incest. It's like this really weird constructed... Mm. Uh, it's like, but yeah. why Why can't we? I mean, I'm, I'm lucky I can talk to well, my family about sex and my sister really in depth about sex, but then not really my dad, not really my brother, definitely not grandparents. I mean, we all have those awkward memories as kids when you get a rental DVD and you'd be watching it with your family and it's then it would get oh my God, take a turn and you would sexy yeah. and everyone's just yeah. looking around the room pretending that yeah. there's something there's a fly like that's really captivating their attention. <laughs> I think it's because people get turned on when they talk about sex. And they don't want to be around and that's where the uh, I guess awkwardness comes from mm. because it's like well if I'm talking about sex and I'm getting turned on I don't want to be around my family because that's incest yeah it's like the, I don't know how we jumped to it just like Freud was right I want to fuck yeah. my dad <laughs> Freud would have a field day yeah, I do have to say yeah my mum attempted to give me the sex talk at age 25 wow. and I had to turn around to her and say mum you're literally 10 years too late yeah. <laughs> thanks mum she tried she tried she was probably like it's about time, yeah. Yeah. So, I feel like she's ready. Yeah, maybe like I'd oh also been God. in a long-term relationship for five years by wow. that point. What? <laughs> Mama, come on. As well as talking about sex and relationships and sexuality and some hilariously graphic stories. Amazing, thank you. You you talk very openly about doing sex work. And this is something that we covered on MediaStorm in series one. We looked at how the mainstream media reports on sex work and it was one of our most engaged with episodes. We had really great feedback, but a lot of people engaged so much because they said it changed their view and that they had prior misconceptions. Mm. So what are the main myths and stereotypes around sex work that you see within the media and how do you smash those? The first thing we think about, isn't it, is like those old like Channel 4 documentaries about like people that are shoved to the streets to sell sell their bodies yeah, to I, get money I think of like film. to put food on the table for their children and yeah or pimps you think of pimps violence drugs mm. i watched uh, the butterfly effect and there's like a bit where she turns into a prostitute a, a sex worker and i was like oh my god no wonder i thought that prostitutes were 
vile and horrible beings. She's represented as like, she's got like cuts all over her body and she's there like covering up her heroin mm. and like her face looks awful. And she's living in absolute squalor and she's horrible. Mm. And it's like, and obviously that's part of the part of the story. He's like, no, if I change everything, she won't be a sex worker anymore and oh horrible to me. Oh. Um, yeah, the media, that is the media. exactly what the representation is. So no wonder people have misconceptions. And if they don't look like that, then they are seen as the home wreckers. And like, it's never about yeah. the, this, you know, person of yeah. parliament, what's it called? This this MP. politician, <laughs> MP. Yeah. That's a person, person of parliament. I like that. Politician <laughs> is, you know, oh, he's been caught with a sex worker and it's like, she's the home wrecker and you just never really yeah. hear about the guy. It's always like, her fault and and it's just like she was just doing a fucking job man mm. Mm. oh it's all about all about the money like they're yeah. only doing it for the money because the money's amazing yeah. why else would you do it well, yeah, yeah or there are those like massive like the stories that usually make the headlines are like so and so made 10 million pounds in a month yes. from only fans yeah, yeah. absolutely and i guess that kind of undermines the hard work that sex workers do as well. Yes, it's this idea. Um, sex work is the only profession where people feel comfortable enough to comment on money and be mm -hmm. like, so how do you make that? How much money do you make? And God, God so you, must, you must make a packet. Like no one would talk about that if they yep. were working in a bank. We also have so much shame around talking about money. And I think it's really important yes. to say, oh, actually I earn this much and I'm okay with saying that. I think we need to be talking about money, but at the same time, maybe that's not the place that we need to be having the conversation. In the sex work. Yeah. yeah. We, should, we, we, should be we need it everywhere. Independent journalism. I was talking to my friend who's a journalist and a writer about the money in that space. And it is shockingly yeah. low. We it's like, how do you expect people to live? We haven't figured out how to pay for independent journalism yet. I don't know if this is a place where we should ask listeners to send feedback about how you would feel if we started setting up a Patreon and asking yeah, for Patreon. donations or something. Or get an OnlyFans, yeah. sexy topless journalism. Yeah. <laughs> One podcast mic over each tip. Yes, exactly. Although I would need about three on each tip. Yeah, oh, mine is so big. Well, on that note, let's take a little break, have some more cake, and we'll see you in a couple of minutes. Okay, everyone, it's genie time. Uh, here on This Is How You Do It, we have a very stingy genie. Uh, the genie only gives our guests one wish rather than three. Oh. Um, and it's one wish only to change anything you like about the mainstream media. One. Go. Do they get one wish each or do they have to share yeah. and negotiate and agree on a collection? All the wish. other guests have had to share and negotiate. This genie sucks. <laughs> Also, because it can't even grant your yeah. wish afterwards. Yeah. Like, cool. Oh, it's probably a Tory. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what would we change about the media? Uh, probably, I don't know, like the judgment. Would we go for like judgment? If there was no judgment in the media, mm. then people would just say it how it is. Everyone would be very frank. It would, it would just be like, well, we're human, and of course that's going to happen. 
Yeah. Um, of course you're going to feel like that. It would be like, oh my God, that's normal. Congratulations. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Rather be, than, wow. oh my God, this person had this on their body. Imagine the that TV show, Embarrassing Bodies. Yes. It would just be bodies. Yeah, it would just be, yeah, it would just be bodies. You'd be like, we're, we're here to help and make everyone feel better. Yeah. A judgment-free media. That can relate to stuff like abortion. And actually, there's a lot of judgment mm. when we report on abortion. There's yeah. a lot of judgment when we report on sex, on yes. sex work. Yeah, I think actually you're right, because it would encourage maybe a more intelligent approach towards reporting on crime and towards looking at root causes of crime rather than pinning everything on moral, individual moral failures, yeah. which hasn't ever helped us to solve crime. And it's the same with reporting on immigration and yeah. rather than talking about invading migrants taking advantage of humanitarian Brits it's actually why don't we look at why there are so many people displaced and in need of sanctuary and not finding it yeah. any closer to home than the UK it's actually a really good way to solve the media just make sure that you're reading things or looking at things that align with your own values and that make you feel good and positive about yourself yeah. that don't don't make you feel crap and shit. I think avoid those kind of places. It's really hard to though, especially yeah. if you you know your parents have always read a certain type of newspaper and you pick that up and then you're like, oh, this is actually quite entertaining. Yeah, and you don't. We don't want polarizing camps of people resorting to their echo chambers, but that's not the same as seeing a media that is fundamentally making you feel irrationally bad about yourself yeah. and taking a stand against it and rewarding the media that is is doing better yeah well actually on this topic so we actually met at the british podcast awards mm -hmm. which was honestly Yay. i was such a little fat girl i like ran up to read of florence i was like <laughs> oh my god hi guys it looks so cute yeah. helena um, spotted you within about five minutes yeah <laughs> <laughs> you may think it was like a cute little spontaneous okay, stop, stop it. <laughs> it was a meet cute okay meet cute. um but at the british podcast awards so you guys were there because you were nominated for best sex and relationships podcast Florence, you actually called something out about it afterwards. Can you tell us about that? So the podcast that won our section was a rape documentary, mm. which we we saw that this was part of the nominations and we had kind of flagged it to, to begin with. Like, why is there a documentary podcast about rape in a category that is about podcasts that talk about sex and relationships and like opening the conversations? You know, rape is not sex. Rape is not sex. It's the same with trafficking is not sex work. Yeah. Yes. So two mm -hmm. very mm -hmm. different things. Yeah. Very common conflations in the media yeah. sex work and trafficking yeah. we spoke about that on our media storm episode about sex work mm -hmm. hugely common conflation yeah. sex and rape like the idea that rape is somehow about sex or sexual urges when yeah. it's about power and it's about control mm -hmm. yeah you know it, it's nothing against this podcast right yeah you know, nothing against it but you just felt it was in the wrong category this is what happens with sex all the time mm -hmm. in the media everything is always conflated with the negative side yeah. so like sex trafficking they're always put in the same place as just talking about sex mm -hmm. and it happens time and time again mm. 
let's end on a positive. What has been one of the most joyous moments of your careers in the media? Holy fucking shit. Wow. <laughs> there are so many amazing things I mean, and moments that we've had recently, from doing what we do. I think recently yes, seeing our faces all over London and all over these Jurex adverts, uh-huh. that has been incredible. I'm, I'm literally on posters holding some condoms being like, yeah, fuck correctly, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had that moment on the platform with people and I was like, oh yeah, I'm interviewing her next week. Yeah, <laughs> it's so cool. Yeah. It's like mad. It um, is cool. We yeah, did think- we did a talk at a festival called oh, We Out Here yes. last weekend and the tent was packed Heaving. and spilling out the sides. Yeah. Because everyone wanted to be there listening to a conversation about oral sex. And it was in that moment that we we were kind of like oh shit, like people actually want to hear this. Like when you do something like us, everyone's just a number or a stat and you don't actually connect with your audience Mm -hmm. until you see them all in front Mm -hmm. of you. And so many people came up to us afterwards as well. And I think in that moment, I was like, this is why we do what we do. Like Mm -hmm. this is, this is deeply impactful. I don't know. I don't know why talking about sex is so impactful, but it is. And it was like, okay, cool. They were literally like, yeah. you changed my life. You've opened the world up to like butt stuff and that's completely changed my whole sex. And it's just- Busting it's, that shame. It's breathtaking. Mm-hmm. It's like fucking hell. Like, yeah. I, especially from a podcast where you can only really hear our voices. Like, how did you recognize us? It's <laughs> amazing. Yeah. That's, it was so it amazing. Was, it was really beautiful. Like I felt so proud of myself the you next should, day. Um, and I find that really hard. I find it very hard to be proud of myself. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was a great moment it was yeah humbling some really big takeaways from this show yeah what a beautiful beautiful way most of all i think that uh it's not a sliver of cake yeah (laughs) we went in that deep i know we talked about sex work and the media and politics but really it's a sliver of cake (laughs) that's the takeaway if you remember one thing if you remember one thing today i want it to be that Reed and Florence, thank you so, so much for joining us on This Is How You Do It. Where can people follow you? And do you have anything you want to plug? Of course. Ooh. I mean, apart from butts. Oh, oh I mean, we want to plug them all. You've been thinking about that the whole time. <laughs> no, no. Nice. That was, that was, that was. Correct and smart. Um, of course, please follow us on our Instagram at Come Curious, spelled C O M E Curious. Mm-hmm. You can find us on Twitter as well. Both Florence and I have our personal Instagram accounts. I'm Reed Amber X and Florence is Florence Bark. Yes. Um, of course, listen to our podcast, Fucks Given. Fucks Given, spelled F asterisk asterisk K S Given. But you can find it if you search Come Curious. C-O-M-E, curious. We always have to clarify. But thank you so much for having us on the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having us. It's been amazing. And you you both do incredible stuff. So keep doing the things that you're doing. We can't wait to see you more in this space. 